fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a middle of the week, man. Can you believe it? Greatest day of the entire week. It's time for us to carpe diem all over this place, baby. That's what we do. Each and every day as we set the tone for the week and we are now getting geared up for the holiday season. I'm kind of excited about that. So welcome into it. Strap in, buckle up. Let's have some fun for another day in paradise. Welcome into it. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station, Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. We are all over the country. Multiple radio stations, though. And we'll give you a shout-out throughout the program. Always love you to death for everybody picking it up. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. So wonderful to have you with us here on the program. It's been a while since we've had this guest on. Bottom of this hour, Bob Adelman. He is with The New American, a regular contributor to The New American. He is also with the John Birch Society. We'll chat with him. Bidenomics, is it bringing a comeback? Are we going to see the revival of Bidenomics with the Joe Biden campaign while they're Really just going to play the defense of, no, all the news that you hear is actually a lie. It's not true. Don't worry. Nothing to see here. Move along, sir. Is that what we're up against in the election? Uh, Of course. Right now, it's just whether Donald Trump's actually going to be allowed to be on the ballot or not. Which is the issue, man. Can you believe it? I know it's hard to believe. But I'm here to tell you that Donald Trump just won the election. I mean, with... (laughs) With that mindset, with you so desperate to keep him off, oh yeah, Donald Trump just won the election as we look at our What's Trending story of the day. Obviously, we have to cover this. What's Trending Today? We won't spend a whole lot of time on it because you've been hearing it all throughout the day today, but for those that don't know, it was a split decision and a 4-3 to vote with uh, saying in the state of Colorado from the state Supreme Court that Donald Trump is banned off of the ballot in November of next year, saying that he was contributing or partaking in an insurrection in some way, shape, or form. And therefore, will not be qualified to be on the ballot in the state of Colorado. Now, obviously, this is being led up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it will be reversed. It will be overturned. So it's a temporary win for them to feel like they've done something. It's a temporary win for them to feel like they got you, the ha, got you, Donald Trump, to feel like they just was able to dig into him just a little bit. But does it actually solve anything? No. Will it actually work, and will it play out all the way till the end? No, it won't. I will put everything that I have up to uh, bet that because, again, it's very simple. These individuals that were nominated by a very Democrat governor in the state of Colorado are very political partisan hacks that are in the state Supreme Court, and they made a very partisan political decision while they say that they're upholding the Constitution. But yet, if they do understand the law, how can they make the possible decision? Andy, you're not a lawyer. You're right, I'm not. Okay, I'm sorry. But there's a very basic premise here is that you actually have to be charged with being an insurrectionist. You can't just say it. It can't be the media narrative because which is what really the understanding or the attacks on Donald Trump are from anybody in the nation. Anybody who is a never Trumper, every Democrat, every even Republican who's a never Trumper, anybody who has the Trump derangement syndrome that people like to say, anybody who is against Donald Trump, well, why why do you hate him? You can disagree with him. But I'm talking about the pure, passionate, I hate you, you're the worst person on the face of the earth mindset. Well, why? Well, because he said this or he did this. How do you know he did that? Well, because the media told me to. The media said that's what happened. Well, that's not what happened. So now would you change your opinion about him? No. 
because meh, and they have no no conduct. So was Donald Trump an insurrectionist? No, he, he wasn't, in fact, at all. Has he been charged with it? No. Was he legally liable for it? No. They're trying to. They arrested a whole bunch of people that went into the White House or that went that went into Congress that went into the legislative buildings. They're they're trying to charge those. They're finally starting to see some of the court cases come up of those that have been held without any type of official charging or due process for the past three years. So we're finally starting to see some kind of movement here. But no, he's not been actually officially charged. So period, end of story. And if you understand the extra insurrectionist uh, uh, clause... It really says that you have to be charged with being an insurrectionist in order for you to not be able to run for office and be an actual insurrectionist, which he has not been, period, end of story. So it's a very closed case. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the program today. But what I am here to say is that by this move, by the absolute hatred, which Democrats don't quite understand, that you create the beasts. Aren't they the ones telling us that Israel needs to back off on Hamas right now and the Palestinians because they're the ones by killing off all these family members, killing off all these adults, killing off all these victims, killing off all these citizens, killing off all these people because of how evil and terrible that Israel is right now, that you're creating the next generation of terrorists to continue to hate the Jewish state. Aren't they the ones telling us that? That you, by destroying their family and their livelihoods, you are creating the young generation to despise you and hate you, and you're creating an entire new generation of people that are going to hate your guts and be your enemy. That's what they're trying to tell us. And I can see that argument. I don't think that really plays into the whole Israeli thing because you still have an ideology that's out there that despises Israel anyways, so you can't really make that argument because it's already there. And it's not because that they're just they're inhabiting the land and taking over your space. It's literally just a mindset that's been there for a long time, even before the state of Israel, that was, we like the decimation of Jews, and we hate America, and we hate the Jewish community. So <laughs> you're never going to change that. There's always going to be those type of people, no, no matter how much you try to stifle it. What you have to do is try to make sure that they don't actually gain power. But the premise of, let's stop the wars, let's stop the hate, Let's stop the bigotry because the ongoing bigotry continues to fuel the next generation to hate you. It's the Hatfield and McCoys that continue for generation after generation after generation. I can see that argument. And I'm here to tell you right now that Democrats, you're creating that right here in the United States. You have created a a hatred against Donald Trump that you continue to fuel, even unsubstantiated with any of the actual facts. And the Supreme Court, you have just won the election for Donald Trump. Because what are you doing right now? You think that banning him off of the ballot when he is in the vast majority of the Republican polls leading right now, dominant, some people die hard, just absolute followers of Donald Trump think that he's going to be the great savior of this nation. Do you really think that with so much popularity within the Republican Party that that's going to do anything beneficial to you for the state of Colorado? Do you really think that's going to work? Even people who don't like Donald Trump recognize that that's a really bad idea. Like a guy who I like his comedy. I think he's pretty entertaining, Bill uh, Bill Burr. Although he is not the biggest fan of Donald Trump, but was on Jimmy Kimmel just a couple weeks ago and said this. If you want to see a great case thing on, like, narcissism, liberals are so stupid the way that they handle Trump. What do you mean? You should shut up. He's a narcissist. Neutral energy. 
Yeah, you no think he'd Trump. You think he'd go away? If you know what I think he was? I think he was a one-hit wonder. Uh-huh. Right? He wrote the twist. Uh-huh. And then that was it. He was on the casino circuit, and then you yeah. idiot liberals wrote him twist again when yeah. you indicted him. And yeah. now he's a martyr. And now he's, he's coming back, Jimmy. The peppermint twist he's is back. He's coming yeah. back. <laughs> it's gonna be great for comedy. He's coming back. I mean, he's right. He's right. I mean, I guess, or I don't know if he's right on the sense that he would have just faded away. I don't think he would have faded away. But the fact that they go after him, the more he goes after, the more Democrats go after Donald Trump, the more the popularity rises and the stronger support that he gets. Because even people that don't necessarily care for Donald Trump recognize that they're going after him for a political stunt and it's not okay. And regardless of whether that's on our side or the other side, that going after political persecution is not something that we do in this nation. So he's gaining more support from those that don't even like Donald Trump to make sure that that doesn't happen to anybody in this nation. So you're shooting yourself in the foot. Learn from your own messages that you're trying to tell us about Israel and every other place around the country. Stop spreading hate. And stop continuously trying to silence somebody and destroy somebody when it just grows and fuels their anger. So guess what, Colorado? You lost. You just won the election for Donald Trump and the Supreme Court of the United States will reverse this decision. It'll come back down. And guess what? Donald Trump will may, may possibly win the state of Colorado there. I'm not saying that he will, but he may. It's a very purple state now coming from Colorado originally. It is becoming more and more Democrat as the days goes on. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of conservatives up in the rural communities, and they're not going to take this. They're not going to stand up. They're not going to just cower down and allow you to bully them like you have been. All right, that's all I have to say about it. That's that's it. It's a very simple process. The Supreme Court will reverse it at the federal level, and Colorado has now won the election for Trump because you have now angered so many other individuals. The fact that just it verifies to them and validates the fact that you're politically persecuting him for zero reason just because you despise him and do not want him to be in office because of the ridiculousness that you've heard in the mainstream media. That being said, I want to shift gears. What's trending today? By the way, we did have RFK Jr. come out and say the country will become ungovernable if they continue to see these attacks on Trump. So him coming up and standing out and defending Donald Trump. Lieutenant Governor uh, Patrick from the state of Texas has come out and said that if, well, with the lack of legal basis that they've banned Trump off the ballot there, they're talking about doing the same thing to ban Joe Biden off the ballot in Texas because of all the illegals that are coming across the border and how he's not upholding the rule of law and how he's not enforcing the Constitution. So I guess if you came down to it, they would actually have a stronger merit than what the Colorado Supreme Court did. But that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen either way. We're not going to play tit for tat. We're not going to go after him the same way and be as petty as what the Democrats are. We're going to show that truth comes out in the end. And that the ones trying to keep us in the dark, the dark ages, are not going to last very long. All right. That being said, yesterday we ran a story about COVID-19 and the warning from the federal government, from the CDC and other places, about the potential spread of COVID-19 again during the holiday season. Seems kind of familiar, right? Well, now apparently there's a story. You can't win, man. We just can't have it both ways. Like Democrats, they just do whatever they want to. They talk out of both sides of their mouth, and we just have to try and follow along the best we can. They make the game so complicated with the rules that they create on the fly that we can no longer play it, which, by the way, they do with intent. They do that on purpose. But with COVID-19, they said, hey, be careful. You got to make sure that you're staying healthy. Got to make sure that you're wearing a mask. Got to make sure that you're getting vaccinated. Don't want to be sick when you go to that family gathering for the holidays here in just a few days. And now, according to MSN, there's now something called sick shaming. 
Ever hear that one? Sick shaming. Embarrassed by your cough? Sick shaming has now led to the overuse of cold medicine. <laughs> I, I know. You can't make this stuff up. Now, I want to put this into perspective for you. And I don't even read, need to read much of the story because, of course, then they go into a personal story and how someone's been shamed because they cough and everybody looks at them very strange and how they need to feel like they need to treat it. So they go to the doctor and they try to get cough medicine. Here's the reality of it. We have been shamed for the past however many years now for not taking care of ourselves by, a.k.a. getting the COVID-19 vaccine for those, those of us that have not gotten the vaccine. We've been shamed for the past however many years for not wearing masks when we go out into public because we're going to spread the virus. In fact, we've been shamed for both of them because even if they're getting the vaccine and they wear a mask and we don't, and even though they've been told that if they get the vaccine, then they don't get sick and they can prevent it from actually being contagious or even getting the virus at all, which isn't true, then it's still our fault for us spreading things around even though they're supposedly protected. So they've, again, been talking out of both sides of their mouth. So we've come to this now level that if you sneeze or cough in public, people look at you very strange. You ever had that? Have you had that recently? Go to the grocery store and you sneeze and everybody just kind of stands back and looks at you like, oh, what do they have? And will I turn into a zombie after they sneeze around me? <laughs> right? That's that's where we're at now. The, the fearing, I guess it's called the sick shaming. So you feel like you have to do something about it. So you go to the doctor. You get some cough medicine, you get cough drops, you get a shot for the RSV, for the flu season that's coming up, or I guess we're in the middle of it. I don't know when flu season actually is. Whatever. You have to go do it because you feel obligated, because everybody looks at you strange if you cough. Because, I don't know, it's early in the morning and you have allergies. Or because you had a tickle in your nose for whatever reason. Or maybe you could, God forbid, actually be getting a cold. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. Lots more coming up. Stay here. Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed. Welcome back into it. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. So we're now sick shaming individuals after the COVID-19 pandemic. Anytime you may sneeze or cough, people just kind of look at you a little strange. What the heck? Are they Are they turning? Are they? Do they have the Rona? Are they going to kill us all? What's going on here? Got to be very scared. I hope you realize that by this kind of mindset, which is what we've done, not really even since COVID, but even before that, anytime, I mean, obviously you do the courteous thing by sneezing into your arm, your elbow, you cover your mouth, you don't like spread it all over the place. Like that's common courtesy. That's what you do. That's not what we're talking about, but just freaking out over anyone that may potentially have any type of illness or even just a cold or I don't know, allergies or something. What a wild, crazy concept here. I hope you realize that we've created the super bugs that are in the world. Can we just admit that for, for once? Because we don't do that right now. We, we've created the superbugs. What happens when you get a cold? Oh, I got a cold. I need to go to the doctor. I'm going to go get something. All right, you go get something. The doctor feels obligated to give you something. So they give you a Z-Pack or they give you some allergy meds or they give you this or they give you that. So it starts to work for a little bit. But guess what? In this wonderful biological world that we live in, this virus or this bacteria or this whatever that's out there that is a lot. I mean, I've said this before, your your quote-unquote biodome or your uh, your little bubble, if you like stretch your arms and just make yourself a little personal bubble, there are trillions of bacteria that you're breathing in and out right now as we speak. 
You're not breathing in just regular air and just molecules. You're breathing in literal viruses that are in the air in this biological world. So you can, yeah, you're welcome, crazy clean freaks who don't like any type of, uh, like you germaphobes out there. You're totally <laughs> welcome right now. But you're breathing them in. So when you take these medicines to fight some of that stuff off, what happens in this biological world? The, the virus or this bacteria, this molecule, whatever it is, either dies off or it adapts. And in order for it to adapt, it needs to get stronger in order for it to survive. And for decades of having all these vaccines for every little thing, for decades of having all these medicines for every little thing, for every little cough and every little allergy and every little cold and everything, we've made the medicine stronger, which has then made the viruses or the bacteria or the molecules stronger, which then we need stronger medicine again because then it stops working. So then we need to do that, which makes the virus actually adapt itself and make itself stronger and break up into different strands and do some different stuff. We've created these things. And we're going to continue to do that with this ongoing mindset of this quote-unquote sick shaming that we have. So now we have, again, the government talking out of two sides of its mouth. We have one side saying, hey, be wary during the COVID-19 pandemic. There's certain areas, Kansas and the whole mid-America region where I'm at, Kansas and Nebraska and Oklahoma and Texas and Iowa and Illinois and Ohio and Kentucky and all these, all these other states all across the middle part of the nation from the east to west coast all has this severity rate of what COVID-19 may look like during your holiday festivities with your family and friends. So they're like, hey... Be careful. Take those precautions. Get that vaccine. Get that flu shot. Make sure to wear those masks. Make sure to protect yourself in some way, shape, or form. They do that telling you to protect yourself, telling you to put that barrier between you and this imaginary line between you and this virus that you're somehow not going to breathe in all of a sudden. Make sure to Lysol yourself up all the time and wear all the you know, the, the, the uh, hand sanitizer and use whatever you can to protect and cleanse yourself from the viruses that are still on you all over the place. And then on the other hand, they're like, well, we're sick shaming people and it's actually making things worse. What do you want from us? Can we just live our lives? Is this not the just the absolute validity that we just need to walk away and not listen to a single thing that they say? Because I want to go to a family dinner and I want to open up presents and I want to eat food and I want to do all this stuff without worrying about what kind of virus are they spreading around right now? Like, can we do that? Can we just live our lives happily ever after? Because I want to do that. And I'm, the more they come out with this back and forth talk, the more that I'm not going to trust a single thing that they say. And soon, when there is severity and there is something truly dangerous going on and there is something really bad going on, you've cried wolf way too many times and I'm just not going to believe a single word that you say in any way, shape, or form. And that's going to be bad for all of us because there's a lot of us that believe the same way. So stop crying wolf for everything. Stop trying to make a profit and do what's right by just telling us the reality. Boost your immune system. Be healthy. It's okay to sneeze and cough and not spread an evil disease. And then when something bad happens, we'll prepare this you for it. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We're using common sense rationale. It's what we do on the program. We try to have a little bit of fun on the side as well, if you know what I mean. Try to hang out here each and every day. Let's carpe diem all over this place, baby. The wild news. Again, the more they do, the more I lack of trust in them. I have with the lack of trust in them. The more we just detest them and we just don't think that they're going to be any beneficial at all. And I'm yes, I'm talking about you, government, even though you say that if we don't listen to you. We're all going to die. Because of you! 
doesn't really matter. So we have the government telling us, hey, be careful. There's COVID-19 being spread during your holidays as you go out to visit family and friends for Christmas. And for New Year's, they gave us the states and rankings on where all those severity places are going to be. And then say, yeah, but at the same time, don't sick shame people. Because if you sick shame them, then they feel obligated to go and get something. And therefore, they get something to feel like that way they don't have to sneeze or cough in public. And therefore, if you do that, then we're creating the superbugs. And then the whole cycle continues all over again. So stop talking out of both sides of your mouth. Just throwing that one out there. All right, let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? What's trending today? Kind of an ideal time to have him on the program as well. And it's been a little bit since we've had him on. Excited to uh, have him join. He's a major contributor to The New American. You can find him online, thenewamerican.com. He's also with the John Birch Society and the National Rifle Association, all the great organizations across the nation as well. But hailing from the state of Colorado after all the big news that happened here in just the last day or so, excited to have back on the show here, Mr. Bob Adelman. Bob, how are you, my friend? I'm well, and thank you for the invitation. Glad to be aboard. Yeah, it's it's great to chat with you. I have to pick your brain on this and ask you, you're coming from Colorado, the big news, the state Supreme Court saying, nope, Donald Trump not allowed to be on the docket for the election because he's an insurrectionist. This is being challenged, obviously, taken up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Other states have done this, and it didn't work out. Why in the world did the Colorado Supreme Court think that this was actually going to work for them? Because we sold out to the Marxists years ago. Mm. It's all part of the plan, Andy. You can actually, readers can go to something called the Colorado Model and discover that 10 years ago, four rich and obscenely corrupt millionaires or billionaires decided to change Colorado from red to blue. And obviously their uh, tactics and strategy has worked to a T. We now have a governor who is married to a man. We have a, a mayor in Colorado Springs who's a hardcore Marxist. Uh, we have a, a supermajority of Democrats in the uh, House and the Senate. And, of course, we now know that the uh, Marxists now control the Supreme Court of the state of Colorado. I did find it interesting that Vivek, one of the uh, more vocal uh, members of the uh, the second party of the Republican Party, the, uh, the runners-up, so to speak, has challenged all of the other competitors' uh, opponents to boycott Colorado. And that's putting each of them in a pickle because they are now going to be called out for what they really believe uh, rather than uh, uh, voicing or saying nothing. I think that's a wonderful move by Vivek. I don't have much more to say ex except that he's calling them out saying, you need to boycott and resist this insanity that came from Colorado. Yeah, it is pretty wild. Uh, Bob, I did not realize that Colorado was gone that far. I knew it was going purple. I left Colorado in 2014, 2015, and I spent my entire middle school and high school life there. I went to the broadcasting school there in Denver. I grew up in Colorado uh, for a lot, and I spent about three years out in Colorado Springs myself as well. I love the state of Colorado, and I knew it was starting to shift further and further to the left that way, but the fact that it's so blue now... I did not realize it has gone that far because I thought it was still a semi-purple state. I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you that uh, you're wrong. That's uh, unfortunate. The, uh, agenda, the agenda of the Marxists is simply destroy the foundations of the culture and replace it with what they think is the uh, perfect society with them in charge and us instead of sovereign citizens being yeah. serfs. 
It's wild. It's it's wild to see the trends that happen in Colorado because, like you said, the mayor of Colorado Springs being as far left of a progressive, even in that area where that's the headquarters for Focus on the Family and a lot of different conservative organizations. We had heard the story about the city councilwoman in Denver that said that no one should have the right to private property whatsoever. It should all be consumed by the federal or by the state government or by the city for them to deal with the homeless issue and for them to decide to divvy up people where they want to go. That uh, I mean, you literally, like you said, you have Marxists running the place saying that there is no such thing as individual sovereignty or private property. That's a wild place to live right now. Yes, it is. Uh, we've been here um, almost 60 years, and um, frankly, we're looking for an exit. Um, but uh, that lady in Denver, lady, that woman, that female, that uh, feminazi, whatever word you want to use, is just simply repeating one of the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto, which means no private property, which is a nice way of saying that the government owns, runs, and controls everything. Yep. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Uh, with the Supreme Court, I know that, I mean, we're relatively certain the U.S. Supreme Court is going to reverse this decision on Trump being on the ballot in Colorado. What do you think their response will be and what type of retribution will come from this, if any, when Donald Trump is actually allowed to be on the ballot? And will that rile up, do you think, enough Republicans across the state to really make a statement? I don't know. Uh, Colorado is a voting, uh, basically dark blue. And I think, I don't know how many electoral college votes we have, a 10, I think, is something like that. In the master scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Um, they have so controlled the voting here, it's just as corrupt as the national in 2020, uh, that um, it won't matter. Uh, the Supreme Court can say whatever it might say. It might say nothing at all. In the grand scheme, uh, it really doesn't matter. In 2024, uh, I'm hoping planning, thinking, expecting that the uh, vote for Trump will be so overwhelmingly in favor of him over Biden that the uh, no amount of uh, theft or fraud can close the gap. Yeah, that's well, that's what we have to do. You know that they're going to try whatever they can because they are desperate to keep him out of the White House all over again. I mean, they're literally calling him a fascist and a Nazi, which they did before. But they're they're trying to relate him to some of the most horrific acts. And they said that he would literally go in and just start killing his political enemies, which I mean, when you've taken rhetoric to that level, Bob, you know that you're in a desperate state, aren't you? You know, that's one thing Mr. Trump has done. And he has simply exposed the perfidy of the national <clears throat> mainstream media. Yeah. If we ever thought for one minute that they were um, just vaguely uh, socialist or left-leaning, we now know that they are the enemy and uh, that they're fully exposed. And, of course, they are now comfortable in being exposed. They think they have enough uh, sufficient control that no matter how loud the voice from the right from the conservatives, from the Americanists, uh, from those who still believe in the Constitution, no matter the noise, they feel like they have rounded us up and put the fence around us, and uh, they can do whatever they wish. In Colorado, unfortunately, they are right about that. It is unfortunate. We're talking with Bob Edelman. He is with The New American, thenewamerican.com, also with the John Birch Society as well, promoting conservative principles across the nation. Let's talk about the other side for a moment, though, and what kind of platform they actually have. If if Colorado, for which is a prime example, is going further and further to the left, what policies do they have to run on right now? Joe Biden, that's trying to stay the candidate for the Democrats in the presidency next year, 
has no platform. They can't run on immigration. They can't run on foreign policy. They can't run on the economy. Bidenomics, he hasn't even mentioned lately because of how disastrous that has been, uh, other than trying to talk about how many jobs that they've actually created. What do they actually have to run on other than we need to stop Trump from being in office? Or is that it? <laughs> I'm afraid that's it. Uh, <laughs> even the Democrats, the pollsters and the smart guys in the back room are saying such things as this outlook is, quote, grim. Uh, they are, had they been called out, Bidenomics is a fraud. Uh, what they have left, interestingly, is that the economy is beginning to turn around. If we look at what happened in the stock market just since June, it's up 10 or 15 percent. Uh, inflation is coming down. People have short memories. Uh, we're approaching $2 a gallon gas for regular here. Uh, all of a sudden, with short memories, by September, October, November, uh, the average American may just decide that, hey, this isn't so bad after all. Let's just go with the flow. Let's uh, stay with what we already know. That's the standard approach. Let's yeah. not get risky with Mr. Trump. Uh, you know, Biden is a, an imbecile, uh, but at least I still have a job, and uh, let's not muddy the waters. Isn't that going to upset the other side, though, and especially some of the eco uh, individuals on the Democrat side who want the higher gas prices because they want to try to eliminate people actually being able to afford getting that gas? They see the record drilling that we're seeing right now, not because of the Biden administration, but in spite of them with oil companies just saying we're going to do what we have to do to try and keep prices at a reasonable rate. Uh, that's on them. But would that upset really part of the base of the Democrats for them to even vote and turn out because they don't want those policies right now? Well, you know, and Andy, this, this is a complex issue. Democrats go shopping. Democrats yeah, well, buy yeah. gasoline. Sure. And they're seeing exactly the results, and they're living in the eye of the storm, which their policies have created. And that, fortunately, is showing up in the polls. Uh, my strategy with uh, the New American is not to write about the collapse or the disappearance of the uh, American Republic. I am much more interested in talking about the good things, and there are lots of good things happening and going on. Um, for example, just today, uh, I sent up an article, which just got published a little bit ago, about a gentleman who, four years ago, uh, decided to set up a way that public, student, public school students could study the Bible during school hours and that would not be a violation of this myth, the separation of church and state. He started it in 2018 with two schools in Ohio. There are now 350 schools across the country that have adopted this, covering some 35,000 students. He's gotten, this is the funny part, he's gotten the attention of the atheist group uh, freedom from religion. I like it. Bob, I tell you what, hold that thought. we got to take a hard break here. I don't want to cut you off, so we'll continue this when we come back. Things happening in a positive manner across the nation. What can we focus on going into this next year? We'll do some of that when we come back. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. 
So much to talk about, so little time to do it. We always appreciate you. Love you to death for tuning in each and every day here. Trying to carpe diem all over this place. I am noticing that as we get closer to the holidays, obviously with Christmas, I don't know, days away, the new year, 2024, right around the corner, but the holiday season especially, we always had this wild culture war and all the attack on not being allowed to say Merry Christmas, not being able to talk about reading the Bible or being able to pray or believe whatever you want to believe and whatever that may be for you, fill in the blank religious beliefs. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. I have my faith and I do my thing and what other people do is totally up to them and that's uh, everybody's prerogative. So I say Merry Christmas and if you don't celebrate Christmas, then you can tell me happy whatever you celebrate and I'll totally respect that as well because that's the kind of world that we live in. Uh, but is that really the world that we live in right now? Because we also have a lot of people that are very angry and like to change it. There's the difference between the conservative, you do you and I do me and I'll just live my life, you live your life. And the others that are like, no, 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 you're not allowed to practice yours because I'm upset that you even believe that way too. So you have to believe the same way I believe. See the difference between those two? We're hanging out with Bob Adelman. He is with The New American, thenewamerican.com, and the John Burchett Society as well. You were talking about some of the positivity going into next year, Bob, and uh, I think that's really how Republicans are going to win this race, isn't it? Is by focusing on not just how bad the Bidenomics have been, how bad the economy or that the nation is in the state of the nation right now under Democrat control, because we get that. All we got to do is step out of the way and let it show itself right now. We have to show the positivity of what the American dream is and the fact that it's still alive and that we can give you more of that, correct? Well, exactly, and I see what time it is. Uh, I want to hit this again. Uh, For those who were listening earlier, uh, look up or search engine uh, LifeWise Academy. LifeWise is one word, LifeWise Academy News. And you'll find that this young man, a former Ohio State football player Mm. and also a a national champion, uh, discovered that there was a way, thanks to the Supreme Court back in 1952, allowing students in public schools to take time off and away from campus to study the Bible. He didn't discover that until until 2017, 2018. And now this thing has gotten totally out of hand. It's just exploding. It went from two schools that were uh, using this program uh, LifeWise Academy to more than 350, uh, now covering more than 35,000 students. Uh, what is done, and this is the ironic and humorous thing about it, uh, the outfit, the atheist outfit called the Freedom From Religion Foundation uh, said, oh, uh, while this is legal, we don't really like it. And uh, they wrote, and I've got a couple of quotes here, uh, he, they sent uh, letters to the 600 school districts in the state of Ohio saying that they should, quote, not be pressured into allowing what is called released time for students to attend Bible study programs. He said uh, many of them have, quote, unfortunately begun approving release time for LifeWise Bible classes and the districts that have not already implemented it to refrain from doing so. And then what's happened is because of that letter, the whole uh, profile of uh, Faith LifeWise Academy was raised to such an extent that more and more uh, students are registering more and more school districts. And so um, what did the fellow's name is, uh, I'll come to his name in a minute, 
He said, um, we were asked to make a public comment about that letter because we heard about it. And of course, we publicly thanked the Freedom From Religion Foundation for investing their time and money to spread the word about LifeWise. <laughs> because Funny when people learn about it, they tend to get very excited. And the people that don't like it are a very, very small minority. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're the ones that, of course, don't like it. And what they're going to try to do, of course, now is they're going to try and do something else to try and just rattle the cage by allowing kids to go out and study something else that may be against that. Just to cause, not that they want to, just because they want to do something to try and ruffle those feathers. Because it is, they have to be the thorn in the side instead of just accepting. Hey, if kids want to go do this, they have the right to do so. Good for them. Period. End of story. They can't allow just people to be, and I guess that's the other side of the aisle. That's what they like to do. They like to control, and they are the crazy narcissists that need that uh, control freak mindset when it comes to these issues. Bob, we're out of time. I love it. I appreciate it very much. Keep up that fight. You're in uh, the enemy territory there in Colorado, so I'm praying for you, brother. Let's get you back on and talk again real soon. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate the opportunity. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. So great. We'll get you back on the show again real soon. Get another update from the crazy, wild, beautiful state of Colorado that I miss so dearly that has gone to the wayside. Until then, back at it again tomorrow. Be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.